The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a terrific Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys, live from the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco. It is myself, Kyle Yeomans, alongside the great Isaiah Stanback, fresh off his trip to the Super Bowl. Arizona. Arizona. Yes. We've got Chris Beam in the back. No Patrick, no C. Walker today. Mm-hmm. That's okay. No C stands for NC, which means North Carolina, which is where I think he's at right now. Oh, Petey Pablo. Yeah. Okay. He's out there at the moment. So we'll catch back up with Patrick very, very soon. But because Patrick is out, you know what that means we should do? What's that? I think we should take some calls today. Mm. Mm, I think we should take some phone calls. We're going to talk to Cowboys Nation starting at about about 10 20 central time we'll give it about 13 minutes but give us a call 888-855-2297 i'll tweet that number out as well 888-855-2297 how's it going it's good man it's good good good. had a good trip how about yourself it's good also had a good trip i know you did i know you did (laughs) went to the opposite part of the country that uh, you did i went to north carolina as well yeah we went opposite direction yeah Yeah, i went i went west coast you went east coast what was who was the biggest name you ran into the biggest name biggest name you ran into on super because you were you were on radio row for a little bit i met a lot of people i was about to say you were bouncing around um man where can i start um mcnab brian dawkins okay peanut tillman warren moon doug williams larry fitzgerald that's a good one especially in glendale Uh, yeah um Man, a lot. I mean, I just it was everywhere. I mean, I, I went to a lot of former player events, you know, career fairs, networking events, legends events, like so. Uh, there was players all over the place, man. But there was there was guys everywhere, and everybody was so happy to see each other. You know, it was literally like a locker room feeling. Mm-hmm. Even though you might not have shared locker rooms with those guys, it was a locker room feeling. I saw a lot of ex teammates. Um, from all over the place, from my time here in Dallas, from Seattle. I took a number of Cowboys photos, Lusaka Polite, um, uh, Evan Oglesby, Corey Proctor. I mean, the list goes on and on. There's just a bunch of guys. Proctor was going to be out there. Yeah, Proctor. That's my dog. That's my dude. (laughs) Uh, But, I mean, there's just Nate Jones, um, Courtney Brown. Nate Jones. Referee. There's a lot of great names. Courtney Brown's doing referee, too. Nate brought him in. Yeah. yeah, he's been dragging him in, huh? Yeah, he's been he's been recruiting. So wow. it's just awesome, man, to see everybody in a positive light, everybody having a good time, no drama. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just it's just cool, man. It it looked like a lot of fun and, and I liked you even put it out on your socials that there there were resources available <gasps> for former players Tons. by the NFL PA and the NFL. I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah. Um it, it really opens the door. I know Barry Church went out there too. Did you get to link up with I Barry? I did link at all? up with you. when I tried to hit up Barry, I think he was like in on a mountain somewhere, not in Arizona. I think no, he was, he's in Colorado. Yeah, he's in yeah, Colorado. He went to Aspen for Aspen. sure. Yeah, I can't keep up with Barry. You know, he, he, I think he bounced to Arizona and then went to Aspen. I know he was there with Sean Lee. I saw the yeah, picture of yeah, him yeah. and Sean Lee. Yeah, but no, a lot of lot, lot of dudes, man. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, there, I mean, I was really excited. I saw Demar Hamlin. That was pretty cool too. That's cool. He was running around. Ray Lewis, mm-hmm. um, Ty Law. I mean, everybody that you can imagine was there. Everybody. That's awesome. Yeah. Really cool. Well, congrats on a fun trip. Thanks, man. Let's talk about what happened in that game. Okay. Super Bowl won by the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Second one in four years for Kansas City. One heck of a game, by the way. Heck of a game. Yeah. No doubt. The ending was a little anticlimactic. <sighs> sucked. But it, it, it was a, a, a big-time game. Yeah. What did you learn? Because hmm. there's there's every year we talk about this. Yes. Especially since the Cowboys haven't been in the Super Bowl Correct. in quite some time. You talk about what did you learn from the teams that made it Correct. there. Not even just the team that won it, but you can learn just as much from the Eagles mm-hmm. about what they learned. And I know I have a feeling that you're probably going to bring up something that you've actually been hitting since the offseason mm. in terms of being aggressive mm-hmm. in certain areas of your roster building. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the execution of the game, was there anything that stuck out? Andy Reid is Andy Reid. I mean, he's I mean, he's a freaking dude. I hate the fact they're talking about retirement for him. I hope that doesn't happen. Um, I don't see that happening. I don't see it happening either. But Andy Reid is a freaking Jedi when it comes to <laughs> offensive strategy. And I knew, I know we were making our projections, and I picked the Eagles to win. Um, they had their chance. They didn't take care of it. But mm-hmm. the one factor that I – that I was hesitant on in terms of score and all that stuff is because Andy Reid is just he's just a factor that you have to take into consideration. He is a, he is as much of a weapon as Mahomes, if not more, uh, simply because of the fact he knows how to scheme things up. Two of their two of their touchdowns were walking touchdowns were because of Andy Reid yeah. and him understanding the responsibilities of the defense. When we do this, they do this, so we're going to do this. Like they, he just he just knows it. Right, so he's like a perfect example. He was bringing his guys down in short motion, right? The mm-hmm. Kadarius Tony. We talked about that trade and how that was major during the season. When it happened, oh my god, we were talking about it. Man, he was going to be huge for them. He was. Uh, so, could, but he he brought down in short motion, and he knows when you go from a wide split down to a short split into a bunch, they bump over the coverage. Mm-hmm. They bump over the responsibilities. As soon as those go, as soon as those guys point their hand out, Darius Slay points his hand across. He knows snap the ball because he just passed off the responsibility. We're gonna go right back out. Nobody's gonna be responsible for you because the guy that's responsible for you is on the inside now. And it's man to man, so you gotta get there. So he did that multiple times, and he just it, just it just goes to his genius in terms of his preparation. And you heard it after those guys won. What did everybody say? And freaking Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid. Kelsey was loud about it, right? He's yelling in front of mountaintops. And then on the, on the flip side, you know, Kelsey was Kelsey, by the way, as well. No as doubt. Per, per usual. He's a matchup nightmare. But you flip it to the other side, and, I mean, Jalen Hurts, I mean, I know this Cowboys, and we don't. most people don't like talking about, you know, success of the Eagles, but I think you have to put some respect on that dude's name. I really think you have to put some success, on, uh, some, some, some respect on his name. I think he proved a lot of doubters um, wrong, and I think regardless if you like him or not, he he earned everybody's respect. Uh, he earned my yeah. respect. Uh, he he. I mean, this dude. I think you say he's twenty-one to twenty-seven. Beamer. Um, you know, one pass breakup, and he dropped some freaking dimes. And one thing that I that I noticed, and I, I, I held it in high regard. I don't necessarily like it for Dallas, <laughs> but those guys are just consistent on offense. They're just consistent. They don't need the big plays. They just work the ball down the field. And I think that they are very dangerous from that perspective. All the moves that they made defensively mm-hmm. didn't pan out for them in that game. Their defensive line, as deep as they were, they didn't have an impact on the game. You're talking about Philly. 
Philadelphia. Yeah. They did not make an impact on the game. So that's where they made a lot of their moves in offseason and in the season um, to bo- bolster up that D-line. It didn't have an impact. They didn't get to Mahomes. They didn't bother him um, uh, back there in, in the backfield at least. So, um, But shout out to them. They, they made it there. They had a chance. You know, you know, Dallas is obviously hoping that they can do whatever they need to do this offseason, whether that's the aggressive route or whether that's Jerry Jones saying that he likes where he is right there, right in the middle mm-hmm. um, in his statements. Um, but, you know, you like to see Dallas in that position at least to have a chance at winning the Super Bowl. So uh, you bring up an interesting point because because of Andy Reid and who he is as a play caller and who he is as a coach. Because, yes, he's in the all-time great conversation Absolutely. now. He has to be because he's won a couple Super Bowls and he's done so in this fashion. I mean, outside of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, where are the names for Kansas City offensively? Where are they? Good. Isaiah Pacheco was your best running back. Yep. Juju Smith-Schuster, outside of Travis Kelsey, was your guy. And I know that's a name. But there's a reason he's not with Pittsburgh anymore. Yeah, it's it because yeah. he was on the open market. Then you had Watson. You had McKinnon. You had Gray, Tony. Sky Moore's a draft pick. But for the most part, all of these guys in a team that just won the Super Bowl, not just had a chance to win it, but won it, the d- a lot of them are retreads or yes. they're under-the-radar guys. Why are they successful? successful? So they're successful, one, because of Andy Reid. You brought that up. They're okay. also successful because they have an identity. Okay. The, the Kansas City Chiefs have an identity, and their identity is speed. Mm. Everybody on their – name one slow receiver. No, they're all fast. They're all fast. You yeah. know who else they signed to a futures contract this year? Who? Not too – maybe maybe a month ago? John Ross. Oh, yeah, the one that broke the yeah, you 40 know, record. You know, yeah. yeah, broke the 40 record at the Combine. They signed him to a futures record. He didn't work out in Cincinnati, but guess where he will work out? Yeah, <laughs> find Kansas, a way. Yeah, Kansas City. So when you talk about an identity and a culture – that they know who they are. And it doesn't matter what you've done in your past. If you have a particular skill set that we acknowledge and we admire, we're going to utilize it. So that's why they weren't stressing when Hill was gone. They're like, yeah, we're going to miss his presence, but we got other dudes. And in our system, we can make you successful as long as you're willing, capable, and you're fast. Mm. You start looking at other teams. Most teams don't have an identity on either side of the ball. Dallas has an identity on defensive side of the ball. What's that? Get after it. Okay. You got guys on the D-line that can get get after it. Fly to the ball. Fly to the ball. Fly around. Reckless abandonment. You got Fowler. You got, you know, Sam Williams. You got all these guys. That's that's that identity, right? You got some one guys that are one-on-one. They're they're matchup nightmares. Mm -hmm. They're just, just relentless, okay? That's your defensive identity. What's your offensive identity? You lost it, and you don't have it. So you have a What was it before? Running, okay. Back when when Dallas, when I feel like Dallas was unstoppable offensively, mm-hmm. and you can even go back to last year. And you I was about to say it'd probably take a couple years. It's going to take even some years. going into twenty twenty two, and of course, with the result that had happened, you you made the playoffs, you got a playoff win, correct, great, but you didn't have an identity enough to make a push, and yeah. that's kind of where I was leading. When's the last time this offense had an identity? When you had Fredericks. Travis Frederick. Yep. Okay. That's when you had an identity mm-hmm. because teams feared your offensive line. Okay. Teams feared your offensive line. They knew that when they came against the Dallas Cowboys, you're going to have to deal with a running game. You're getting tired. You're going to get getting Zach Martin, man, and then you've got Travis Goons yeah. all day long. No matter what, no matter what's going on in the game, you're gonna, they're gonna, Dallas is going to do what? Turn around and hand the ball off. Mm-hmm. That'll get them out of trouble. 
right? And then you could pass off of that, right? We all, we've talked relentlessly about Dak being a play-action quarterback, okay? That's not a bad connotation when I say that. That's just what he does best. He's best when he has an established running game. I think you could say Patrick Mahomes is probably best when he has a play-action yeah, but he'll also throw the ball he can, 60 he can, times. In a game. I was about to say, well, he only threw it 27. He yeah. had 182 and yeah. three touchdowns, and he's a Super Bowl MVP. But they're dangerous even more so now because they have a running game, mm. which is kind of scary, right? Yeah. They never necessarily had to have one. Now they actually have one, and they're even more dangerous. Yeah, they had but, a first-round pick running back who was inactive on game day, and it doesn't matter. Jesus, yeah. So Dallas has to get back to it. And I, I can't speak on names because guys are still – well, actually, there's some guys that are free. But there's some – Free agents and some potentially upcoming guys are going to be released and be free agents that are mulling retirement, um, but that are just doggone goons up front. And I think, I hope, I can go back to that word hope. I hope that Dallas is looking at them because I think that they have to get back to establishing an identity as an offense. Obviously, you're making a change from Kellen Moore regime to the, to the, to the, uh, to, why did I just blank out on coach's name? Jesus. Oh, you're talking about Schottenheimer? Wow. No, well, yeah, yeah, Schottenheimer. Obviously, but McCarthy. McCarthy, McCarthy being the yeah. guy, I almost called him Holmgren. Jesus. Wow. Uh, I know. I went Green Dana Bay, Holmgren. Old school Green Bay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> uh, but Coach McCarthy, uh, their scheme, that's going to be a change enough, right? But now you have to look at it and say, what can we rely on? And I don't think Dallas has that right now. So that's something that they have to go back and, and find and create that. And I, and I think the easiest way to get there is by plugging. Two new offensive linemen into your offensive front. Mm. Goons, though, not just guys. I'm talking about spend the money. If you're going to spend the money this offseason, I know everybody's going to be looking for those big-name free agents that are skilled players and all that jazz. Go get some Go get guys. the big, nasty spin on a freaking dog on the defensive front, interior defensive linemen, and get two more offensive linemen that are all pros or have been all pros in their career. I'm looking at free agent trackers now. I'm trying to find some some offensive linemen for you to target. Mm-hmm. If if that's the case where it's it's the case of a missing identity and you go out and you build an identity, where do you think they would lean? Do you think they would lean toward a run first only and go back to what they did back, like you said, where in 2018, 2017, they had that identity. Of course, mm-hmm. 2016, they, they certainly did too. I, I would argue the last time they had an identity and they were certainly feared on offense was because of the weapons that they had in early 21. Mm-hmm. First six weeks of the year up until Dak had the calf injury against against New England. Mm-hmm. That's where I would argue because that was that was an unstoppable offense. Mm-hmm. And in a so-so defense that was just starting to find their footing yeah. with Dan Quinn. If they could have paired this year's defense with the first six years of offense Please, yeah. With the weapons that you had, I think you would have been fine. I still – so I agree with you in, in regard that that offense was dangerous. You go back to 21 they offense. They were feared. Yeah, they were, they, were, they were feared as an offense, but I still don't think that they had an identity. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, like – I would say it's just explosive. Yeah, they can kill, they can kill you with the big play. Yeah, big play. They that, can kill that, you with the big play. Yeah. great one. Yeah, yeah but, but, but when I speak about identity, it's like what do we have to deal with? Mm-hmm. Like is it is it going to be – Dink and dunk all day long. Right? Is it going to be like a, a Tom Brady where he's getting the ball out of his hands and he's going to, you know, going to be high efficient and you got to tackle guys? Is it going to be, you know, we're not, they're not going to make mistakes? Is it going to be they're going to you know, just run the ball up the gut all day long? Like, what is it that teams can expect to deal with when they face you? 
And I don't know that Dallas has that. Now, the defense had that in the first half of the year when yeah. you just know, do not get in the passing situation. Why? Because these dudes got – they got too many guys, right? And they're going to keep coming. They're going to keep coming after you. They're going to make things hard for you as a quarterback. Don't get in passing downs. That was identity on defense. Offensively, I feel like you're fishing. Yeah. Now, that, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be successful, but being successful doesn't mean that you necessarily have an established identity. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And, and I'm looking at some of the offensive linemen now. Orlando Brown Jr., his market value right now is like $22 million. So that one's probably, if you're going to spend the money, sure. But that's a lot of money. Rodney Hudson, George Fant, Connor McGovern, but not our Connor McGovern, the one from New York, the, the center. A uh, couple other centers. I mean, Jason Kelsey, he's probably, he's talking about retirement. Yeah. Uh, Justin Pugh, Matt Pryor. Uh, Cam Irving, you remember that name? Mm. Um, Austin Blythe, Brandon Parker, Nick Gates. That's that's pretty much your yeah. your and, guys. And there's some there's some more guys that are about to be relieved of their contracts. Sure, they're going to be so, cap casualties, yeah. and you can kind of work from there. It depends on Correct. it, but it's it's always tough. Maybe we could just go sign a Nate Newton who just texted me. <laughs> that's awesome. He said, "Nice two O linemen." So he agrees with you. Yep. He wants he wants two o offensive linemen. There you go. Yep. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to take your calls here on a Talking Tuesday. 888-855-2297. We're going to take some calls from Cowboys Nation right after this. When you build, you start with the foundation, and home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Back to Talking Cowboys. Liberty Tax is a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today at LibertyTax.com slash Cowboys. Have you done your taxes yet? Uh, yes, they have my information. I am scared. 
You, my not. CPA has my all my. Oh <laughs> no! Yeah, I'm, I'm worried. It's that time of year. It's that time. Oh, my my wife's here. I'm like, let's go on this vacation. Let's do this. I'm like, mm, let's hold, not. Please. Let's not. Hold, please. You got some freelance checks in there too. That Gosh. makes things Difficult, nice yeah. and uh, nice and tough. All right, time to take some calls alongside Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Chris Beam in the back. No Patrick. No C Walker, which makes us very sad, but it also makes us happy because now we get to call Cowboys Nation, and we start with our friend Mike in New. New York. Mike, you're back on Talking Cowboys. How's it going? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, is it? What was your prediction last week about? Oh, no, absolutely. What happened? I was wrong. It, it was a close game. What happened, Isaiah? <laughs> I was wrong, but it was a close game. It was a close game. I, I honestly didn't care who won, but I, I was obviously, if I was rooting for one, you, I would say that. Did you cry that night because no, you said e- you were cheering even, for the Eagles? Not even a little bit. A little bit of tears. My up. kids kept asking me, they're like, who are we going for? I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. It does like, matter. It doesn't matter. It absolutely matters. Does it put a ring on Dallas's finger? No, but it's no. close enough. No. Yeah, no. Maybe. It doesn't put a ring on the Eagles. No, it didn't. Nope. Did not. So. But as far as the Cowboys, Cowboys definitely go, we, uh, you're exactly right. We, uh, <laughs> we need some different offensive linemen, and I say we need another receiver. Yeah. No, that's a huge topic of conversation. There's, so there's, there's two receivers that Dallas has already invested in in terms of the draft that you haven't had any production out of. Jalen Tolbert. And Simi Fajoko. So Simi, yeah. So you got two guys that are there. If I don't know what's going to happen with T.Y. Hilton, but T.Y. Hilton came in and did his job. Yes, he did. He came in and did his job. Thank you, Mike, for Thanks, the call, Mike. by the yeah. way. Thanks, Mike. So he came in and did his job. So in terms of receiver, I don't disagree with you that, Mike, that that Dallas needs to go out and acquire a, probably a veteran receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that they need to be overly aggressive, though, in terms of spending a bunch at that position. I would not spend a bunch at the receiver position just to add some explosion because when you look at it in reality, Dallas – leans on the ground game first. Mm-hmm. So if you're not dominant in your primary, then why are you going to bolster your secondary? When I say secondary, your, your secondary threat, your secondary weapons, which is your receivers. Okay, I think you need to bolster your primary. You need a running game for your quarterback to be who he is. To, to play devil's advocate here, you look at one of the teams that was just in the Super okay. Bowl in – Philadelphia. Last year, they were number one in the NFL in rushing. Rushing yards per game, totality. They were a volume ground team. Part of that was because their quarterback, Jalen Hurts, could run the ball as efficiently as he does. But with that being said, they had multiple guys. They had Miles Sanders. They had Boston Scott. They have Kenneth Gainwell Mm -hmm. that they can use as a running back. And what did they do in the offseason to bolster that offense? They went out and they got you a dog. Absolutely. They went out and got A.J. Brown, who, by the way, probably the most underrated receiver in the NFL still. The play he had on the deep ball on the the touchdown where he kind of stutter-stepped and backed his defender off and then turned it into another gear, phenomenal. There are so many things that they could have done this offseason. Correct. But the, what they did is they traded a first round pick and they went and got a dude. Absolutely. I don't I don't disagree with you. I think it it wouldn't hurt. Because, okay. yes, you have invested in Jalen Tolbert, yep. who has showed you absolutely nothing. Correct. You invested in Simi Fajoko, but a little bit less. He was a mid-round pick. Correct. Absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. You have had zero from those two guys, Simi in two years, Jalen in one year. Doesn't mean you have to cut those guys. Correct. But it doesn't mean you have to rely on them either. So go get you a first-round receiver if you like one enough. If you don't like one enough, 
I am 100% okay doing the Amari Cooper and going and taking that first-round pick that's sitting at 26 and going and getting a guy. Go and find one. I'm not saying there's one out there that, or a team out there that would be willing to do that. I'm not talking about a specific player. Yeah. But go get you a dude that's established that you know can come in and turn this offense on its head, and then all of a sudden you've got another weapon for your quarterback to throw to. I wouldn't disagree with you if Dallas's front Mm -hmm. was established a way that you want them to be. Okay. You're probably not going to get – you might get a top-end guard in the draft. Your top-end tackles are going to be far gone by this point. get Get a Pro Bowl center then. Okay. I don't know if there is one. Okay, well, I don't know. I don't know. That one's but tough. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you need to control that aspect of the game because so much of everything else that you want to do is dependent on it. Mm-hmm. I am not against going to get a receiver that can go out there and make impact, but if you can't establish your running game, you know that you have a, have a quarterback who's not necessarily going to drop back and throw 40 times and, and throw you to a victory. That's not his thing. No. So if, so having those weapons— It wasn't Jalen Hurts' thing either, though. But they had a running game. You already said it. Last year, they, sure. had, they established a running game, so they were adding on to what was already established. Sure. Dallas hasn't established the running. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So that's what I'm referring to. So that's what I'm saying. Like, don't— you got to bring go back to, the physicality up front. Yeah. Because we're not talking about Tony Pollard and ZQ. No, 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 no. Because if you have Tony Pollard back in the fold, he's electrifying in his yeah. own right. He's going to find a way to get yardage. But— in order to control a game, mm-hmm. you need the physicality up front. And no disrespect to the position, mm-hmm. there's a lot that running backs do. Obviously, even when you look at the the difference between that, da- I mean, between Zeke and Pollard, they have two different skill sets. And the mm-hmm. reason why Zeke is still very valuable valuable is because of things he doesn't do when he's not running the ball. Mm-hmm. Okay, but this league is starting to get to the point where if you have your front, there's a lot of very skilled running backs that can tote the ball for you. Mm-hmm. Running the ball is not a not an issue for most running backs if they have holes. It's the other stuff. It's the other stuff. Mm-hmm. So in terms of finding somebody who's capable of running the ball, you can find that. So you could really invest less there and bolster your front, and then you can plug and play at that position to for the running portion of it. Not the blocking and all the other pass catching, all that. That's all different. But running the ball – there's a gazillion dudes in a draft or even that after the draft that you can get that can run the ball. Yeah. If you have the holes. Malik, you, Malik Davis. Yeah, one. he's a beast. Yeah. If, and if you have an O-line that can create holes, he's going to run through them things. Yeah. So I don't want to discredit that position, right? But I'm just saying, if you take care of your front offensive line and make those guys dominant, you can do whatever you want. It gives you the freedom to do what you want to do. But if you have a couple pieces there, a couple pieces here, a couple pieces there, then you just – you're you're – Week to week, you're trying to change up who you are. Yeah. You've got to find, like you said, an identity, and it, it just depends on which route you go. you got to go one way or the other. you yeah. either got to be physical and run the football, or you got to be overly weaponized I'll outside. You, I'll give you a perfect example. When you face the Washington Commanders, what is the one thing when, as an offense that you know you're just not going to be able to do? Uh, what, as, as an, an offense, offense, going against the, the Commanders. Run up the middle. Why? Because they've got two dudes in the middle. Just Payne and Allen. What do they invest there? You've even got Chase Young on the outside when he's healthy. So when they invested their their money and their draft picks into a certain position, yeah, right, a certain that front that front line, it automatically takes away something that an offense could do against you. Yeah, straight off the board, done. We negate you to just throwing the ball. Offensively, if you do that, all of a sudden, what can you do? You could, I, we can move anybody off the ball. Mm-hmm. 
that means we're always in good down and distance. Yeah, you're going to win first and second down, which is what Mike McCarthy always wants yeah. to do. So I'm saying, like, yeah. if you take care of that, you have so many available options. Now you don't have to have all the explosive receivers because most of your receivers can get you five-yard routes and 10-yard routes. You don't, you don't have to have these explosive guys. Now you would like to have them, but there's not a necessity. Mm-hmm. So you can make things happen. He, McCarthy didn't have a, a ton of amazing receivers when he was out there, right? But because his running game was so good, mm-hmm. everybody was, was accessible. You're talking about it in Green Bay? Yeah, in Green Bay. Yeah. He never, yeah. You're so, right. You know what I'm saying? So it just, it makes your he had life like Demonte easier. Adams. He had Jordan Nelson. I mean, they had some guys. If but. I was a, if I was a GM, which I, I don't think I'm going into that route. <laughs> if I was a GM. Maybe, maybe next Super listen, Bowl, if you can network better. My offensive and defensive lines would be unstoppable. I yeah. would have so much invested there that worst case scenario, we're just going to line up and hit you in the mouth. Yeah. Worst case scenario. If we don't have any other money to use, I mean, obviously you want to make sure your other positions are taken care of. But worst case scenario, you got to line up and, and go against my best my best lineman. Mm-hmm. Look at what Kansas City did. They did, they allowed zero sacks against that team, and it took away the strength of the defense. And they invested, You're right. and they invested all that money win oh, last year. Yeah, a while back. Last year, about four of their five uh, starting offensive linemen last year were all new. Yeah, all new. They invested that money last year, and it paid off win. This year. Still got him to a championship game last year, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> Let's go to Kent in New Mexico. You're on Talking Cowboys. Kent, what's up? Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Great. How are you? Not too bad. Um, yeah, my concern this year is, is what are we going to do with the, the salary cap hit from Dak Prescott? And, um, you know, that's going to really limit what we can do in free agency and, and how many of our own free agents we can keep. And it really makes me want to question – how committed he is to winning a championship because we want to compare him not skill wise to Patrick Mahomes, but look at what Patrick Mahomes did when he could have held the Kansas city chiefs hostage Mm -hmm. over his contract. And he chose to take a very, very long-term 10 year contract did not maximize his earning potential by any means. And he did so because he said he wanted to keep a championship team around him. And he knew that the team had to have the capital to do that. And he wanted to compete for championships. And he put his money where his mouth is and left his team with a lot of room to work, a lot of flexibility in his contract to do exactly what he said he wanted to do, which was compete for championships. And he just got his second. Yeah. You know, I love Dak, but he said he wants to win championships. And then he goes out and wants to maximize his potential short contract and then kind of, you know, turn around and do it again and hold him hostage again to max out his earning potential a second time. And then a third time, um, you know, that really hamstrings the Cowboys' ability to keep the team intact and to go and be aggressive in free agency. Thank you for your call, Kent. Really appreciate it. I, I do I, I want to take some of the stuff that you said there, and I want to I break it down a little bit because you're talking about the cap hit for each of these, these guys moving forward. I, I disagree on the Patrick Mahomes argument because his cap hit last year was 35 million dollars he signed the richest deal in nfl history 10 years 450 million dollars that's a half a billion that he signed and yeah it's over 10 years but his cap hit was 35.7 in 2022 dax was 19.7 so half and he still won a super bowl patrick did with 35.7 now Dax balloons to 49, and we all know that. That's the big number, and it does. It it limits you in terms of what you can do from a cap situation hit. 
And what's Patrick's next year? I know. 46. 46. So it's right there. It's like very, it's within a couple million dollars with a ring. But he does have a ring. Yes. No doubt. But that's what I'm saying. Like this year, Dak's salary, Dak's cap hit was half of Patrick Mahomes, and it still ended up in a ring. There's ways that you can lower Dak's contract, and the, the way you do that is you extend him. And you put him, you push him past the four this, years. He has the greatest. Patrick Mahomes has the greatest roster bonus of all time. His roster bonus this year. What was it? No, coming up. So his roster bonus. Okay. Was, it's probably what January like first uh, first day of the new year, right? Mm-hmm. Thirty four million dollars. My goodness. His 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 base, one last year was twenty seven. Right. Salary is five point five million. Yeah, smart. It's all his, cash. It, it's all cash right up front. Yeah, and it's still bonus. it's still cap hits. I mean, it still yeah. kind of plays so, into it. So impressive. Here's the next 10 years, basically, for Patrick Mahomes. 44, 46, 41, 59.9. So $60 million in 2027, which, by the way, by the time the salary cap continues to balloon, that'll probably be a normal number. 44, 44.9, 50, 52.4. In twenty one or 20, 2031. That's his last year. But you know, so it kind of goes back. And thanks for the call. It goes back to what we're talking about in terms of identity, though. So when mm-hmm. you think about the Kansas City Chiefs, they can afford those cap hits like that because having high caliber players aren't as a, as much of a necessity because you have that identity and you have a system that's established. Yeah. Right. So you don't need. The big name guys that you're gonna that you have to go spend a bunch of money on. You can sign futures contracts to guys who didn't work out other places because you know you could bring them into your system and make them successful. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mahomes elevates them. That's no yeah. doubt. Yes. Yeah. So, no I'm doubt. Saying Dallas isn't there. So Dallas is in a position now where you're stressing. Mm-hmm. You're stressing over the cap because you're like, man, we still got it. We have all these needs, and we got We need guys that can help us do this, and guys that can help us do this. And they're not alone in that fact. Yeah. Thirty other, yeah, teams, other teams in the NFL yeah. are having but, that same but problem. Kansas City's not stressing. No, they got a ring. Yeah. No. And they keep finding themselves in that same position, right? The uh, the other thing about co- the coaching staff and, and what we've talked about, we praise this coaching staff for what they did this year. Yeah. Because they made it work whenever things weren't necessarily Correct. stacked up in their Beginning favor. The year. Yeah. They did things that were able to elevate their roster above the expectations. Before the year started, I said 10 and 7. I think you said 9 and 8. It was It wasn't. We thought, based off of the offseason a year ago, they were going to take a step back. Correct. Instead, what did they do? They actually had a better year than they did a year ago because of some of the the ways that they kind of adjusted as the season went along. Correct. Credit to the coaching staff in that regard as well. But do we have the same kind of confidence that this coaching staff and the quarterback can elevate those guys around you enough to say, okay, talent-wise, we may not stack up the same on paper, but are we going to still have success? I don't think that confidence is there. No, and I don't want. I don't want to keep beating the, the you know the drum on the same thing. But you don't know who you are. No, you don't know who you are. So when you don't know who you are, you're looking for a splash. You're looking for a big name that's going to come in and change. Oh my God, we got this guy now. So now everybody has to worry about these guys. They're not tripping about that over there in Kansas City, right? And that's the comparison we're using because that's the highest mark right now. Yeah, they're not tripping over that. You're looking at oh, Pacheco. Okay, uh, all right, cool. Yeah, all right. And Tony was uh, that was a big uh, it was a big move. It was a big move, right? But Tony was there too. White Holden. Yeah, Juju was bigger in Pittsburgh than he is in KC. He's actually taking a he's regressed in terms of yes, his he importance. Has. Yes, right. He has. So 
Kelsey got fourteen million, by the way, this year. So I mean, which is he should be getting more. He should get way more than that. If you want to talk about somebody taking a two. Yeah, if you want to take talk about somebody taking a pay cut for Kansas City, it would be it would be yeah. Travis Kelsey. Yeah. So I mean, so I, I keep going back to that in terms of identity, and I think that's very important. And I hope Dallas invests in the positions that don't make the newspaper. I, I really outside hope so. Of the outside of the quarterback, yeah. fourteen was this year, eight was last. So their their number one wide receiver is making eight million, basically. That's cap ridiculous. cap hit cap hit. He, he has is, bonuses. He there, needs so. twenty five million. He probably does. at least. Um, so that's, but that's that. the thing. I don't think you can blame this whole thing on Dak Prescott. And that's no. kind of what Kent was, no, no, was no. implying. He's not being selfish in that regard. We, we ran through the numbers a couple shows ago. He's ninth in the NFL in terms of average per year on his contract out of quarterbacks. He's behind guys like Derek Carr, who's about to get yeah. cut. I've never talked about Dak's contract. Like Dak, you're get, he's getting what, what the market says he should get. Yeah. No, no complaints there. Get your money. Mm-hmm. Get your money. It's the management's job to – to fill the rest of the roles. And even amongst that, paying Dak, they, people could keep saying it, go figure out who you are. Yeah. Figure out who you are and bolster that put that part of your offense and that part of your defense and then go forward and plug the rest of the gaps. Go forward and plug the rest of the gaps. Yeah. That needs to be just a – put it on a T-shirt. Seriously. All right, let's take our second break. When we come back, we're going to catch up with Dan in Florida, but we got to step aside for a quick moment. More Talking Cowboys will continue in a moment. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. This week! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweets says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone wants something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back. 
Just steps away from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters in Frisco, you could visit the Star District, your destination for excellent dining, premier shopping, and exciting events. Visit thestardistrict.com for more information. Final segment here of Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. He's Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Yeomans. We've got Chris Beam in the back, and we've got Dan in Florida on the phone. Dan, you're on Talking Cowboys. What's going on? Dan, are you there? Dano. Yes, sir. What's up, Dan? How's it going, man? Good. How are you? Doing great. What's on your mind? Well, a couple things. Uh, things uh, I said I hit one that really resonated when he talked about And, you know, I'm going to go back to the 90s for a second, okay? You know, we have, yeah, we're playing. Hey Dan, we 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 are having some really we're having some troubles here in cell you. service. Yeah. yeah, the cell service is is pretty rough. Uh, maybe try and maybe hang up. Try and call back. We we might try and get you back on. Dan calls all the time, so we'll get him on next week if we if we miss him. And yeah. we've got him connected on Twitter, so we can we can get him hooked up. Sound, it sounded like he wanted to go back to the nineties for yeah, a second, so which nineties is bully ball. Yeah, physicality. Yep, it's kind of where you were going with it. Yep, that's where I think he was leaning. Yeah. I mean, you got a text from from Big Nate, dog. I know. If Nate Newton texts you and says, go get two offensive linemen, then you should <laughs> probably go try and find two offensive linemen. <laughs> kind of knows what he's talking about. <laughs> he does. He does. All right. Anything on your mind going into this next week for the Cowboys? Now, you know what we need to do? We need to hit important offseason days. Mm. Let me see if I can find some real quick. Anything on your mind, though? No. Nah, you going to do breaking Cowboys news? Yeah, let's do some breaking Cowboys news. What's going on? The Jets have signed... Or actually, Doug Nussmeyer, who used to be our quarterbacks coach, now yep. is on the Jets staff. Former mm. former quarterback coach Doug Nussmeyer, now hired by the New York Jets, as according to reports out there at the moment. So he will head to try and fix that situation. At the I thought he was going to go to. I thought he was going to go to L.A. Honestly, no. thought he was going to follow Kellen. Yeah, I mean he's Kellen. He's one of Kellen's guys. I guess might have. Might have gotten to that point. The uh, the Jets are in recruiting process. Right I was now. about to say they're looking for some other guys, yeah. and Zach Wilson's their their quarterback in the building, but he's not their quarterback, and you can kind of tell that one yeah, immediately. They, they're, they're done with him. Yeah, it, that's going to be a interesting topic of conversation. Of course, they, there were reports that the Jets are interested in inquiring about Aaron Rodgers. So mm-hmm. Doug Nussmeyer may be coaching Aaron Rodgers. Who knows? Mm-hmm. All right, here are some of the. Upcoming dates off-season-wise that you want to keep an eye on. February 21st is when teams may use the franchise or transition tag on unrestricted free agents. So keep that in mind with guys like Tony Pollard, who could potentially be tagged. February 28th, so right in that same window, is the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. I'll be out there uh, with the draft show. We'll have some good coverage. Patrick will also be out there during that that week. March 7th, college pro days can begin. And then March 13th, clubs may enter contract negotiations with impeding or impending free agents. Contracts may not exceed or may not be executed until the start of the new league year, which happens on March 15th at 4 p.m. So March 13th, you can start the conversation. So the next four weeks is about to get crazy. It's going to get nutty. A lot of football. Very quick. A lot of, a lot of football in the next four weeks. Yeah, really. I mean, from. A week from today, which is when you can start tagging players, up until March 
maybe March 29th, which is the annual league meeting, which will happen in Phoenix. Uh, yeah, things are going to get pretty crazy. Nice. And then it'll die down for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> and then the offseason workout programs will start in the early parts of April. Draft. And then the draft. And then all of a sudden we're going into 2023. Yes. Hot and heavy. So Hot and heavy. All right. Uh, Ooh, that's heavy. Beamer, no, no chance to get Dan on the phone again there, right? Try and get him next week. Yeah. We'll get him next week. Okay, we'll get him next week. That's going to do we'll it for us. A couple minutes, so. Yeah. That's going to do it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Thanks for joining us here today. We'll be back on Tuesday with Patrick Nosey Walker, Isaiah Stanback, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you next week. More Talking Cowboys coming at you live from the Star in Frisco. Happy V-Day. Woo! This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?